This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Your host, your truly Kickin' Life guru, Master Rich Grogan. Hey, as Rocky says, nothing hits harder in life. It's not about how hard you can hit, but how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's how winning is done. And I want you to be a winner. I want you to be your very, very best. I want to inspire and motivate you to believe in yourself. So when, not if, but when life knocks you down, you get right back up with that confidence that I can take on more, I can do more, and I can live my best kick in life. All right, so buckle up, saddle up, here we go. Kicking Lifers. How's everybody doing out there? Thank you so very much, as always, for joining us here on the Kicking Life podcast. Great to be back on the air. I uh, missed out. missed you all last week. Had a little uh, little sniffle-snaffle thing going on, which turned into a sinus infection. Icky-yucky. But uh, we've got it taken care of now and rocking it out. Still got a little sniffle in the voice there. You can hear it. But I'm good to go, and I'm excited as heck to be back. So thank you for tuning in, and thank you, as always, for taking the time out of your busy day to listen up. As always, I've done quite a bit of research here, especially now I've had two weeks, and dug up and looked up, read up, if you will, some exciting material to share with you as always. And it's all about, you know, the mission here, helping you live your best kick in life. And that doesn't mean you have to go around kicking people. I mean, you can if you want, I guess. But it means you're kicking yourself, kicking your own butt to live your best possible life. And that's the whole essence and the whole meaning of the Kick in Life podcast. So as always, make sure you uh, subscribe to the Kickin' Life podcast and share this with your friends, tell your friends all about it and spread that mission, that word, because my overall mission, not only you know helping you live your best kick in life, your best possible life, is making our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. And how we do that is inspiring people to believe in themselves. When you believe in yourself, you feel good about yourself. When you feel good about yourself, you're more apt to get out and do more. You get out and do more, then you're like, hey, man, I'm outside, this is feeling good. Before you know it, you're doing a little more exercising because you're out moving around. That adds to the healthier side. So if you're happier and you're healthier, man, happy, healthy people, they're not the ones that are out there committing crimes. They're not the ones out there walking about miserable, hating their life, hating themselves. They feel good about themselves. And that's kind of the essence, the mission of living a happier, healthier, and safer life. Now, as I've told you many times before, and I'm going to continue to tell you this because I'm a human being too, it's a battle. And, and sometimes more time. When you wake up, it's more of a battle than you want to fight, but you make that choice. You make that choice when you wake up, you know what, am I going to have a good day or a bad day? And I get it. I know some of you are saying, well, it's not as easy as that. Well, yes, it is, and no, it isn't. It's simple choice. Simple choice. Everything in life is, well, I shouldn't say everything, but a good majority of it is simply a simple choice. Now, simple does not mean easy does not mean easy at all. If it's a rainy, gloomy day and you're wore out from who knows what, maybe you went out the night before and uh, hung around with some people that (laughs) talked about how bad their life is, so you went to bed with those thoughts on your mind, you wake up the next morning, maybe you're a little tired because you stayed up too late, maybe you drank a little too much. I get it. It happens. But boom, do not let that affect the next day. Do your very best to say, you know what, even though it is rainy, even though it is gloomy, even though as I feel like, nah, I'm going to do everything I can to set the temple for the day. And I tell you what, that first five minutes of the day, the first five minutes, 
that's going to set the tone for the rest of the day. It really is. So do your best within those first five minutes to get things going. Now, something I do, and uh, it's absolutely crazy insane, but it's something I do, is I take ice-cold showers in the morning. Boom. I know. Wow. Crazy. Shocks the system, and it shocks all that negative stuff right on out of there. Now, I do start off with kind of warm. and Sometimes if, uh, you know, body's a little sore, I'll go to the hot, and then slowly but surely all the way down, and then I bury that thing on the ice-cold side and stand there three to five minutes in an ice-cold shower. Not only does it exhilarate the body, but uh, it's a lot of discipline to be able to do that. So I'm telling myself, I'm doing this because I know I'm setting the tone for the day. If I can get through this three to five minutes in this ice-cold shower, then you know what? The rest of the day, it's all smooth sailing from here. And I tell you, when you get out of that, once you turn that off, whoo, boy, there's no need for a towel. You're just happy to be out of that thing. But uh, what it does, there's also a ton of health benefits from, uh, from taking an ice-cold shower. I mean, and I could go on and on and on about it, but just look it up. Just Google ice-cold showers, and I'll tell you all the great, uh, great health factors and benefits and everything it does there to help the body. Not only the skin, but the mind, the endorphin release, and it helps the immune system. It's good. It's real good. Okay, enough about ice-cold showers. Probably freaking some of you out right now, but hey. That's the kick in life, right? So today's quote, to start things off, and I know sometimes I give it to you at the end, sometimes at the beginning, I'm going to start this thing off right now, and it kind of talks essentially what we just talked about there. It says, sacrifice your time, sweat, and energy today for a better tomorrow. Wow. Now, of course, right off the cuff, you're like, well, yeah, I hear that all the time. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah, that's simple to say, but not to do. Well, so is everything in life, as we keep saying. But think about that. Really let that set in. Put in that extra time, sweat, energy today for a better tomorrow. There's an old saying, you take care of the days, the years will take care of themselves. Because as we know, the years are going to keep ticking on by, baby. I mean, they're just going to keep rolling, rolling, rolling. It's those days that make those years what they are. And, and we've all done this. You've ran into, you know, maybe high school friends or old college buddies you haven't seen in the longest time. And you can just tell by looking at them and listening to them, how they've taken care of those days because the years, they're either going to look, wow, man, I can't believe how great you look, or, ooh, gosh, darn, I'm glad I don't, <laughs> that looks rough. And it's all about that. You know, it's unfortunate, but it's true. What you tend to focus on not only magnifies in your mind, but it magnifies in your physical features, your thoughts, your, 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 um, well, your skin. <laughs> you know, that's another thing we often overlook is, um, is, Skin is our part of our body. And what I mean by that, of course, we know it's a part of our body. Hello, right? But I mean this as far as if, you know, you've lived a rough, your days have added up to a rough life, it's going to take its toll on your face. You know, the wrinkles are going to set in, and it's just going to look extremely weathered. How can you change that? Can you do it overnight? No, but simple little things, conscious effort, conscious choice. And you think about positive, you're going to be more apt to try and take care of yourself in a little bit better manner. If you're thinking of negative, you're just going to let things go. Okay, so take care of yourself. Now, I want to share this with you. The thing I hear from everybody else, and gosh darn it, I say it too much myself, is how in the world do I get more hours to the day? I just need more hours. Well, I've hired a mentor. His name's uh, Chris Wiedner, and he's worked with Jim Rome and Zig Ziglar and uh, um, 
actually works for uh, wrote articles for Success Magazine, which is one of my goals this year is to meet Darren Hardy, the founder of Success Magazine. So this kind of all worked in together. So I'm asking how in the world I need I need more time. I need more time. I need more time. And of course, I think that's the number one thing everybody says. If I had 26 hours in the day, well, then I'd be able to get this stuff done. I've said that who knows how many times. As a matter of fact, I think it was just yesterday, I uh, was talking to somebody at the academy. Hey, how's it going? Oh, man, I just don't have time for all this stuff. I said, well, you know, I'm working on adding a few hours to the day. And they go, yeah, so am I. Good, good luck with that. But that was, that's kind of the mindset if we added more hours. But I'm telling you, it doesn't matter if it was 48 hours. You would still find ways to cram as much stuff with 50 hours and 48 hours of the day. Here's the tip. Listen up. Here it is. And you're probably going to want to smack me when I tell you this because you're going to say, how in the world can I make that happen? Because I kind of smacked myself when I heard it. And then uh, whoever I was talking to, I wanted to wallop them. But it's the truth. And the truth is you have to eliminate stuff. You know, and I know what you're thinking. There is no way. Come on, man. How can I eliminate anything? I've got three kids are going here. I'm trying to run a business. I've got a podcast. I'm writing a book. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. What do you expect me to do? Not sleep? Well, the truth is, and this is tough, simple, <laughs> but tough, planning. Better, better planning. How do some people in a 24-hour span get 10, 15 times the amount of work and productivity done as somebody else? How does it happen? The reason it happens is planning. Take 10 minutes to plan, and I promise it will save you so much time. You'll be so much more productive. You'll get so much more done because you'll really see concisely where your time's going and how much time on it. Now, yep, easier said than done. And, of course, how can I take 10 minutes to plan when I don't have time to do anything else? I've said the same doggone thing. Matter of fact, I got to catch myself because that's kind of a deep-seated <laughs> thought that, uh, that um, I don't have time to plan. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. Well, the subconscious mind, and you've heard me talk about it before, the reticular activating system, if you keep, and the subconscious mind is non-biased. It doesn't, it doesn't know, doesn't care either way. If you feed it with negativity, it's going to give you more negativity. You feed it with positivity, it's going to give you more positivity. It's just doing its job. It doesn't know. So if you constantly bombard your subconscious mind with, I don't have time, I can't, there's no way, I'm too busy, guess what? It's going to find ways to give you more junk and stuff to work on. It's amazing how that works. It's kind of a law of attraction. And it's nothing voodoo and wackadoo. It's just, it's, it just is what it is. And the example I always give is the example of the car. You've bought a new car. It's a blue, I don't know, Toyota. And suddenly... Blue Toyotas are everywhere. Well, they've always been there. It's just that it wasn't something you were focused on or thinking about, and now you see them everywhere. And that's the power of the reticular activating system and subconscious mind. So I've got to catch myself often. Like I said, I just said it the other day, and I got done. I was like, oh, I can't believe I just said that. But I don't have enough time. I'm so busy. I'm this and that. I can't. There's no way I can take 10 minutes to plan. But by sitting down and just writing out what you want to accomplish and being disciplined, that's the hardest doggone thing. Being disciplined about doing it, it's, you're going to find the time. You truly, you really are. And um, um, what was I going to say? Oh, read from uh, Jim Rome, and he talked about everybody's given the same amount of time. It doesn't mean if, it doesn't mean what your financial status is. doesn't mean what your age, your sex, your gender, your, oh, I guess that is sex, right? <laughs> your gender or your, uh, uh, your origin, any of those things, your race. Everybody is given the same amount of time in a day. That's 24 hours. 
doesn't matter if you're extremely wealthy or extremely poor. 24 hours. So how is it that some people in that 24 hours can, I don't know, get paid, well, let's just throw a ballpark figure out there, they can make $1,000 in a day, and somebody else is only making $20 in a day. I know that's a big, wide range, but if you see what I'm talking about, how is that possible? And then some of you are saying, well, because uh, they got lucky, they got a better this, they got a better that. Well, I guess in a small percentage that may have happened, but I guarantee you most successful people have experienced failure over and over and over again, but chose not to give up. They chose to keep fighting. They chose to find out what was, or uh, honestly, evaluate themselves with what wasn't working, that's a tongue twister, and then decide, you know what, I'm going to change that, but I'm going to keep fighting. But that's it. doesn't matter your status. You cannot buy more time, 24 hours, and it comes down to the planning. And a lot of it is, and I'm just as guilty of this, but I wanted to share this with you. I've went on a Facebook diet, and I tell you what, I'm feeling better than I have in a long time. Doesn't mean I'm not on there, but uh, I'll post my motivational post on the uh, Kicking Life Guru site on Facebook, and I've been dabbling around with Twitter a little bit, and then I'll get my butt off there. That's it. The other day, or actually it was two weeks ago, and I wanted to share this with you last week, but I was, you know, out coughing and hacking, but... Uh, um, I sat down for something, and I said, you know what, I'm just going to look over this real quick, Facebook, and see, I haven't been on it in a while, I've been doing a good job of staying off of it. Now, I've got about 12 motivational apps on my phone that I try and look through daily, just for the inspiration, the motivation. I was like, I'll get to those in a second. Before I knew it, 20 minutes had gone by on Facebook, and I'm like, oh my gosh, and what did I get out of it? Nothing. Actually, no, that's wrong. I just lied to you. I did get something out of it. I got frustrated <laughs> because of the, the garbage that was there. You know, it just kept rolling in, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. And I had to really snap myself out of it. And I literally want to kick my own butt for wasting that 20 minutes. And it's like, oh, that's not much time. No, it's not. But I had to be somewhere in a half an hour, and I was wanting to knock out a couple other things. Gone. So I got zero return on my investment. That's 20 minutes of my life I'm never, ever getting back. So I just wasted it. So it really got me thinking about, you know what, how much, how much more time have I wasted? How much time a day? And this is something for you to sit down and think about. Almost set a, a, a timer or a watch on your phone and track. Every time you get on Facebook, start that timer. I bet you would be alarmed at the amount of minutes and hours in a day, a week, a month, a quarter, a year that you spend on that. And then ask yourself, what return am I getting on my, my investment here? What am I getting back from this? Am I getting anger? Am I getting frustration? Am I getting paid? Probably not. Probably anger and frustration. But am I getting something that I can use? Now, there are plenty of good things on social media and Facebook. There, I mean, there really are. But what I found is Facebook is like your reticular activating system. What you focus on, what you like, it's going to reproduce more of. So if um, you can't uh, get enough of the political stuff back and forth and you keep liking one side or the other or both sides, guess what your news feed is going to be filled with? That. If you like all the garbage about all the ugly horrors that are going on in the world today and, oh, my gosh, the world's going to hell in a handbasket and this bombing and this shooting and this and this and this, well, guess what? Even if you really don't like that, you pull that up to read that article, boom. That's what your newsfeed is going to be filled with. So you got to almost discipline yourself not to do that. 
Facebook's reticular activating system. You start liking all the positive quotes and this and that. So my newsfeed, for the most part, um, is, is pretty good stuff. But sometimes those other things kind of creep in there from past history and, uh, and uh, um, I guess, other times, especially when I was on a Facebook diet there. I guess it didn't know what to throw at me there, so I got a barrage of different things. So what is the Facebook diet? Simply that, less than 10 minutes and get off that thing and do something more productive with my time. So what have I done since I've been on a Facebook diet? Well, I've accomplished, I've read, uh, I guess, two different books. And this is just, an well, that in two weeks, I didn't read two different books. But finished two books (laughs) in in a little over a month. And then I also, um, I don't know how many hours that I put in on listening to audio books. I think I finished three of the audio books that are about three, four hours long. That's input with positivity, input with good things. In th- uh, that, that's a good return on my investment. I'm going to get something out of that. So those are just secrets. Those are just things that I've been working on. And if, I know if you're listening to the podcast, which I'm hoping you're enjoying it again, those are things that will hopefully help you as well. Those are things that i found will help, helps me live my best kick in life, and I want to help you live your best kick in life. So I, watched, I don't watch a lot of TV, but I did watch uh, – I don't know, it was trying to unwind after the weekend. I had my, uh, it was a Sunday night, and I've got my uh, weekly journal there, uh, my weekly calendar there, and Sunday nights is when I try and sit down and plan out a good chunk of the week there. At least get a, uh, an outline of what I, my goals are to accomplish for the week. And Bar Rescue pops on. Now, I haven't watched that show in a long time, and if, if those that are unfamiliar with Bar Rescue, it's when this guy named John Taffer goes in, and saves these failing bars from going out of business, kind of like bars and restaurants. So as I mentioned, I don't watch a whole lot of TV. I, I tell you, I was watching, uh, uh, what was it? I was watching the hockey game, and uh, the Blues were eliminated. You know, I'm a big Blues fan. And then the TV was just kind of playing in the background. The kids were watching stuff. You know, I came in there and sat down, like I said, with my planner and everything. And it came on, and I ended up watching, I think it was three episodes uh, of oh maybe it's two I don't know if they're an hour long I don't remember now but anyway that's not that's not important but what was important was what John Taffer does he really gets on to the owner for pretty much losing their focus losing their way and settling for complacency now I always prided myself in staying aggressive always being enthusiastic always being motivated always being raring to go always having enough energy but somewhere along the line as the more I tried to cram into a day. I lost a little bit of that. Now, the studio is doing better, the martial arts academy, than it ever has before because I'm still really engaged with the, uh, the instructors, what they're teaching, the curriculum, always adjusting things, this and this and this. But something, I was missing something. Now, I was out. It's not like I was just being lazy and doing nothing. I would go completely cuckoo if that happened. I've just got way too much energy and enthusiasm. I've got to be doing something. I was out, uh, you know, which is not a bad thing given I don't countless speeches to schools. I was a keynote speaker at uh, uh, a career day, going around and, and doing as much as I could to stay active and achieve the mission of making our society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. But in that time, I was kind of pulling more and more away from actually being at the academy and engaging in class. Um, and I still, when I'm there, go around and talk to the parents, but actually putting my uniform on and getting on the mat and sweating with the kids, having fun and uh, running a few classes. Somehow, the trickle effect, and, and, and I pulled away from that. I didn't mean to. I definitely didn't plan to, but it happened. And something about watching that 
<laughs> uh, John Taffer saying, you got to be more involved. People come here to see you. And it's not that I can be there every night and not that I can teach every class. I've moved on beyond that simply because for, oh my gosh, uh, 17 of the 20 years we've been in business, I was a one-man band, meaning I was there every time the studio was open uh, and until the studio closed, signing up every person, talking to every parent, running every class, doing every test, and you know the job of 10 I was doing or attempting to do. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that to, if you're out there as an entrepreneur and you're going through this, you know what exactly what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, sooner than later, you've got to find somebody you trust, someone you feel comfortable with, and train them to start picking up some of the slack there. And just kind of uh, for the entrepreneurs out there and others that are thinking about starting a business, the best book I read, uh, and this was probably six, seven years ago now, was uh, The Entrepreneurial Myth, The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And it was all about how to run a business and all the failures of most business owners. Why 75 to 80% of small businesses go out of business. And it's simply because the passion of the business owner, you know, uh, and, and I'm no different than anybody else. Well, we're all different. But what I'm saying is I've just got a lot of enthusiasm. I got a lot of passion. I'm uh, ADHD, ADD, all the D's and all this and that, OCD. So I'm moving in a million different directions. So I definitely got the energy for it. However, that energy level sometimes, and that's kind of my next topic I'm going to talk about is the enthusiasm and energy. It burns itself out. You can only burn so bright for so long. You can only do too, so much for so long. And, uh, and before you know it, you've burnt out. Now, one of my uh, current mentors, Kiyoshi Dave Kovar, he's always talking about, you know, burning the candle at both ends. He said, well, you're not only burning the candle at both ends, you're burning the dang thing in the middle too. And that's kind of how I've always lived life. You know what? I'll get it done. I'll get it done. I'll get it done. I'll knock out 30 hours worth of work in 12 hours. I can do it. And then worse than getting that, trying to get it done was it was never good enough, so I never actually got it done. It's kind of that perfectionist mindset. I kept working on the same thing over and over and over again but not getting anywhere. So anyway. I'm kind of going off on tangents like I always do, but those out there that can relate to that, you understand what I'm talking about, <laughs> gets back to the very point at the beginning. I never did a very good job of planning, ever, 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 and I never made time to read, never made time to surround myself with better people, never made time to attend conferences. I'm doing all of those things now, and I'm telling you, it's working. It's working extremely well. However, those deep-seated demons that are in there from all the years of, of not doing it right, they're right there under the surface wait, waiting to jump out and tell me all the reasons why I shouldn't be doing this, why I can't do this. I go through it too. I mean, I think any successful person or anybody trying to achieve success goes through that. The only difference is uh, um, uh, the ability to fight those demons off. And your demons might be something completely different, but everybody has them, and they're right there. And it could be that, I got to look at Facebook, that addiction kicks in, I got to look at it, I got to look at it. And you do. I mean, like I, I, I can go on forever and ever and ever about this thing. Be willing to uh, respect yourself enough to fight those things off. So with all that being said, if I lost you a little bit, you know, that's how the ADD, ADHD mind works. So our friends that are still there, like, what in the world? You get it. You know what I'm talking about. Boom, bang, bing. With all that being said, after that, this past week, I met the instructors. We always have meetings on Monday. Monday's kind of a long meeting day. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I met the instructors there at uh, the academy at 3 o'clock, and we worked out uh, 
I think it was 40, or an hour and a half the first day, then 45 minutes, and then an hour on Wednesday. Now, that's like, oh, big deal. No, that's something special because we haven't done that in the longest time. Now, that's all my fault, 100%, because I just did not make the time. But I put that in there as an appointment that, you know, I'm not breaking this. And I tell you, man, did I feel great. And then I stayed all the night, all the way through the end, and I taught more classes this past week than I have. Who knows? Oh, my gosh, might be a year, year and a half. And I feel great. I feel great. That's the power of exercise. That's the power of taking care of yourself. And that's the power of saying, I am doing this. You're solidifying that confidence and belief in yourself. Because every time you say you're going to do something and you don't do it, that chunks away at your confidence. That chinks away at it. And that those demons, if you will, in your mind, they're starting to win. They're starting to take over. You do what you say you're going to do. When you say you're going to do it, you're building that confidence up. You're building that resistance up. Yes, I'm doing this. And guess what the reward you get? When you don't fulfill on it, you feel like, blah, you're mad at yourself. When you do it, not only do you feel, yes, I accomplished it, but the feeling, the endorphin release, the oxytocin release, the serotonin release, oh, my gosh, the dopamine release, mm, that's all those feel-good chemicals in your body. Today, I, well, last night I went to bed um, working on some stuff and actually dozed off a little bit at the computer about 11.30, a little too late after being at the studio um, uh, 12 hours or so. I was, I was, I was a little sore, too, I, <laughs> I'll tell you. Worked uh, uh, three solid days of working out and then teaching a bunch of classes and really going me crazy on the floor there with the kids. Anyway, fell asleep. I slept better last night than I can remember in who knows how long. 5.30, I'm up. Get a drink, get up, you know, at 5.30 wake-up call, right? You <laughs> stumble into the bathroom and come back, and I lay back down, and I'm like, you know what? I feel good. I, I, wanna, I, I just want to read something. I want to start work, uh, some work on my book. So I listen to my meditative app for 15 minutes, 5.45, I'm up, feeling great. And uh, truth be told, it's 11 o'clock my time now, and I haven't felt this good in who knows how long. It's not that I ever felt bad. But I feel good. And it could be that the antibiotics are helping get the sinus infection out. But even before that, I could just feel myself drifting away. And those, those mental battles, they wear you out. You're fighting yourself. So I know we've covered a lot there. Went from time management to planning to, you know, the exercise and the serotonin and dopamine and uh, um, uh, the feel-good chemical release, bar rescue. Are you guys keeping up? Bing, bang, boom. Okay. All right. So... I talked about enthusiasm and burning bright. Now, I just read this. Uh, well, actually, I listened to it from uh, Napoleon Hill Foundation. And Napoleon Hill is the gentleman that uh, wrote, what did he write? Uh, Think and Grow Rich. Great book. And then another one I just read, just finished up on, which was Three Feet from Gold. Anything by Napoleon Hill, I highly recommend. It's just a different way of thinking, but it's a way of thinking like I'm talking about here, all about having that positive mindset, all about fighting those battles to keep those negative thoughts out, all about the subconscious mind and the reticular activating system. And what's so crazy about this, Napoleon Hill, he passed away, uh, was it 1970? So these books, now of course he's got a foundation to keep writing books and putting more things out, but... He was back in the 20s, 30s, and 40s when he was popular. That's after the Depression, World War I, World War II, and boom, this is the way he's thinking. So you think it's whacked out now. I mean, I can't imagine back then going through the Great Depression, and he's able to stay positive. But the message there rings true today, and it's a simple, simple message. Of course, that doesn't mean it's easy, but it is simple, and that is 
Fill your mind with positive thoughts. What you focus on magnifies. How many many times you heard me say that, right? Over and over. I say it, one, because it's good information to pass on. It's information I wish I would have known 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. Now, I could have. It's always been there. I mean, he, he wrote the books in the 20s and 30s. That information has been there. It's just that I chose. It was simply a choice not to read the books. Now, was it a choice because I, uh, um, I specifically chose not to? Well, yeah, the answer is yes, but I just didn't know about it. But I didn't take that actionable step to find out about it. And I, I don't know that I had anybody telling me to look for those. But maybe they did. Maybe I just didn't listen. I don't know. But I still could have done it. That's why I'm here now. That's why I feel so energized and pumped up about having the podcast that I have, to have a voice to share with thousands and thousands and hopefully soon to be millions and millions about these things that I've learned over the last five years. And I've shared with you before, <laughs> five years ago, I'm not even sure I could read. I guess I could because I, ended up, I got my degree in kinesiology education, which is the study of human movement which, by the way, I really enjoyed that because, well, being a martial arts and being a personal trainer and being an aerobic instructor, being a competitive athlete, man, how's the body working? So when I finished up at college, it was my poor wife went through medical school, and, oh, my gosh, (laughs) I would come home with some of the fun stuff that I'm working on, and she'd say, are are you really going to college? Is this really class? Because I'm writing lesson plans for playing ultimate Frisbee. I'm writing lesson plans for uh, 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 um, a strength training class. I'm writing lesson plans for swimming. (laughs) All these fun things, which I loved. Now, of course, there were some tough classes in there, anatomy and physiology and biomechanics and those other things, but it was all about the body, so I absorbed that stuff. So it was was great. Now, my wife loved her profession too, but Obviously, her tests were quite a bit different, dealing with milliliters and, I don't know, I'm going to mess all this up and, you know, uh, chem or not chem, I guess it is chemicals, drugs and then shots and then tracking this and heart rhythm and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Some of that crossed over, but not to the degree what she had to handle. Mine was fun stuff. I got to actually get out there and do it. But, you know, different things. That was her, her career, and she loved it, but it was almost, uh, I could tell, I don't say she was envious, but she just said, I, I can't believe this is what you, <laughs> this is your school homework, and you don't have to study as much, and here she's studying every night. And, by the way, that doesn't mean I'm smarter. I'm not. She is, woo. She's off the charts smart. I'm way smarter than I am. And truth be told, and I've mentioned this many times, that is the reason the business in the last uh, three, four, five years has really, really taken off, especially in the last two years, because uh, she actually quit her job as a nurse. And uh, she'd been nursing, I don't know, 20 something years and was really, she was, she was the sugar mama. She was the breadwinner in the family. So for her to have to pull back from that was really a, a risk, but I'm glad she did. And wow, the business has really excelled from that. Uh, when was that? Uh, April uh, 14th. So it's been a, just a little over three years since she quit and came full time with the business. And she's done so many remarkable things. She's got all the administrative duties now, and uh, she's handling that chapter. And I'm handling, you know, working with the instructors and other things. And it's really moving. We just had our best quarter ever. Not saying that to brag. I'm just saying that for entrepreneurs out there or others thinking about doing a business. If this guy, this guy right here with multiple, multiple, I'm talking double digit concussions and, you know, not not that I'm, I'm not dumb. At least I don't think I am, but uh, I'm definitely not uh, uh, the smartest tool in the shed here. At least I wasn't, but now quite a bit better. So am I bragging? 
Yeah, I guess so, because I have found the power of reading, which I didn't know I could do five years ago, right? Now I've read over 100 books, thousands of hours of audiobooks, and attended countless conferences, surrounded myself with the right people. And I shared this briefly last podcast with uh, the speech I gave uh, at Career Day for the high school. It was all about the three action steps and how I left out the first one. I didn't intentionally leave it out, but I just didn't, I guess, know of it at the time. I'll leave the number one out again, just for a second here. Number two is the one I was always real good at, taking action. I would just take action. I'd jump in. It didn't matter if I was on a 50-foot cliff and there was only two, two foot of water. Bang, I'm jumping in there head first, you know. Now, of course, that's just an analogy, although I have jumped in shallow water and knocked my melon out a few times. But I'm talking about all, all to the wall, you know what I mean? <laughs> just going at it like gangbusters here. Every turn, every opportunity, I don't need sleep, I don't need this. So action, 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 action. I was doing it. And then perseverance, perseverance, perseverance from all the failures and setbacks and all the no's and this and that. So I had all those things, just those two steps. But I left out the most crucial step. The most crucial step, in my opinion, is the, well, I almost caught myself. I'm going to say the advice of all others because if I'd have taken the advice, I would have quit a long time ago of most people. Almost everybody I've ever surrounded myself with told me how nuts I was and I should give up and when is enough. You've been bankrupt twice. You've lost your house. You lost your car. When is enough enough? Why aren't you going to stop? Why am I going to stop? Because, man, I got a purpose. So some people's advice is great. Other people's aren't. But here's the thing. I didn't, well, I didn't read. I didn't self-educate, and I didn't surround myself with the right people. Wow. Well, who's the right people? How do I find the right people? Well, you have to look. I, I know. You want me to tell you the answer to that? And I, oh, my gosh. I literally prayed every night, please help me find people that's going to help me because I always felt like I was on an island by myself. I was taking action, but there's an old saying. If you got the ladder on the wrong wall, you can climb all the way to the top of that wall, get to the top, and look around, what the heck? You gotta be willing to move that ladder. Yes, you climbed all the way to the top. Yes, it took five, 10, 15 years. You know what? what, what's the alternative? To be miserable? Yeah, it's hard work, but here's the key, especially those that are battling, those that are fighting, those that are looking, those demons in your mind are telling you, all your friends, neighbors, family members are telling you to give up on your dream, give up on your passion, give up on being who you were born to be. Don't do it. Believe in yourself. Failure is the, <laughs> failure is the, there I twice, there's two, right? Blah, 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 blah. Failure is not the opposite of success. Failure is a part of success. It's what you have to go through. And someone said it the other day, I think better than I've ever heard it before. Failure and success are on the both side of a two-sided coin. Remember, they're both there. They're not on the opposite sides. They're both there, meaning you have to go through it. And the reason for that, and I just read this in a book, and it almost sounds a little voodoo, but coming from experience, I get it. It's almost like the universe is testing you to see, do you really have it? Are you one that's going to make it? Now, what is success? It's different for everybody. If your success is just to be happy, if your success is just to be a, a, a good, loving spouse, to raise great kids, that's great. If that's what you truly believe it is, Find ways to make it happen. Squeeze in time so you can do that, even if your work schedule's so hectic. Cut out some of that Facebook time. Cut out some of that partying time. Spend that time with those that you care about most. Do it. Plan it. If you write it down, there's a much, much greater chance it's going to happen than if you don't write it down. 
and then get back to the very beginning of this podcast where I don't have 10 minutes, I don't have time to do this. Yes, you do. Take the time and do it, and I promise not only your productivity go up, but as a magical thing happens when pen hits paper and then when you read it over again. All right, so bing, bang, boom, but it all filters around and circles around everything I always talk about, and that is doing everything you can to live your best kick in life. So I know I talked at the beginning about so much enthusiasm is always a good thing, and I've always thought it was a good thing. However, something I read and actually talked to somebody about just recently, and, uh, and my mentor, kind of, we were talking about it, and he said it without really saying it, but then I read it in a book. I mean, it's kind of weird how you talk about one thing, and then suddenly that's the reticular activating system. Bang, it pops up in another place. And then, of course, <laughs> on Bar Rescue, he's basically talking about the same thing about getting burnt out. And we've all been burnt out, you know, especially when you burn that candle at both ends and you decide to light it in the middle. Eh, a little extra challenge, right? Is... Um, if your enthusiasm is running so high, enthusiasm is a beautiful, beautiful thing because that's that motivation, that drive, that desire, that passion to keep going even when you've been knocked down repeatedly over and over and over and over again. But think of enthusiasm as gasoline, okay? If you keep throwing gasoline on a fire, you know what's going to happen. That fire is burning out of control. And if you keep getting hotter and hotter, think of this example. How do they put out oil fires with oil rigs? Nitroglycerin. What? Oh my gosh. That is so combustible and so flammable. But what happens is, and I'm thinking about this with the enthusiasm, the burnout is, if you're burning so hot that your nitroglycerin on an oil fire, that it goes in there and it just blows it all up. What it does is it sucks the oxygen out of the air. And of course, fire can't burn without oxygen. So if you can follow here, make the analogy and this is something I went through, and I went through it many times. And, of course, that's deep-seated in there of just completely burning yourself out to the point where you're nitroglycerin, and now you've jumped on a fire. You're burning so hot with so much enthusiasm and passion. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I am saying it's something you've got to control. <laughs> Suck the oxygen right out of yourself. And then, of course, what happens? You're zapped. You're done. You don't want to do it anymore. You can't think of any good reason to do it anymore. And it could be just about anything. It could be you're, you're doing your very best to be the best parent. You're doing your very best at work to get that promotion. You're doing your very best to start your own business. You're doing your very best as a teacher, you know, with your lesson planning and your curriculum design, trying to help the kids be their very, very best. Enthusiasm is great. I am not knocking that at all. But I'm telling you from personal experience, especially after just reading this, if you don't control it, it will burn out of control. And here's the worst thing. When that happens, the mental battles in your mind, oh my gosh, that will wear you out even more because then you're going to start pushing back. Then you're going to start being angry at yourself for not having the passion that you once had, not having the enthusiasm you once had. And now you got a mental war going on in your mind and nothing wears you out more than that. The, the fighting going on. Oh, you should be doing this. I don't want to do it anymore. I know it sounds crazy, but we've all been there at some point in time. And, you know, it, it, it's again, I have chosen now to flood my mind with positivity. That doesn't mean it's not a daily battle. I mean, literally daily to uh, um, keep those negative thoughts at bay. But once those babies start creeping in, it's almost like uh, termites. Once you get one, then another, then another, and before you know it, they're eating away at your brain, right, with negativity chipping away. So you've got to hire, I don't know, Terminex. <laughs> is that a, I guess that's a 
termite place. So anyway, not a prop for them. Just mentioning some termite place. You've got to put up the gear, the the barriers, the gatekeepers, to keep those negative thoughts out. Because once they start creeping in, they're going to take over. And the more years you've had of building up those termites, if you will, those negative thoughts, once they start creeping in, man, the floodgates are going to open up. So work on that. Work on your time management. Getting close to the end here. Um, I want to I want to kind of close with uh, a couple things that 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 I've got. And I was speaking with producer John before the show, and the the big TVs we got here in the recording studio have got all this beautiful scenery. Like right now, it's a mountain top. Close your eyes and visualize. Well, don't close your eyes. You're driving, but <laughs> uh, visualize just these mountain serene here, or this mountain area here with snow on top, beautiful cloud cover, blue, and oh, unbelievable. And the previous scene was, and we're trying to decide on where that was, what country, what continent. It was um, all hills and valleys of grass everywhere, and you kind of see through a tunnel there, and at the end of the tunnel, there's the ocean, blue as can be. Just, you know, man, almost takes your breath away and captivates you and just, uh. So I was asking him, are there, what is your, you know, I don't know, bucket list destination. What is your dream destination? What country, what continent, where would you like to go? And he listed off several and, uh, you know, kind of got him to think a little bit. But he said Nepal. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. You know, if I'd have sat down, I probably would have wrote it out. But that, that's not one that crossed my mind immediately until he said that. And then seeing all these beautiful scenery, he's like, wow. So I'm going to sit down and write this out. Now, what kind of spurred this, well, not only the scenes here, but just this morning I was talking to uh, Emmett and Desi about, uh, I don't know, kind of a dream vacation, something we'd like to do. And I always wanted to go to Italy, and especially into Venice, and get, take a gondola ride. I thought that, I think that would be great. So Emmett, <laughs> this little guy, he's eight years old. He grabs the encyclopedia, and uh, yeah, eight-year-old encyclopedia. I, I, I think I just learned what encyclopedia was last week, but that, that's that's the power of, of his brain versus mine. Anyway, looks it up, and he's oh, that would be cool, Dad. All excited. So it really got me thinking, and then, of course, that spurred another thought, and it's a goal. And I heard uh, uh, Harv T. Aker, and I'm part of his, uh, oh, I don't know what it's called, Millionaire Mindset Club or, or something like that. But, I mean, it's good. It's just all about positive motivation and success tips and wealth tips and everything else. But um, he had talked about one of the happiest, greatest moments of his life and how he went through all the struggles that every other entrepreneur or every other uh, motivational, inspirational speaker goes through, any other author goes through, all the struggles. But his goal, and he wrote it down, and I, I, I need to write it down. So I've got it wrote down right now, but I need to put it on my vision board, is he wanted to take his entire family on a, um, uh, on a cruise. And the day he was able to afford that, he took his dad, his mom, his uh, brothers and sisters and nephews and brothers-in-laws and sister-in-laws and their family. He says about 20 people. And he paid for it all, which was nice. He was able to accumulate the wealth to be able to do that. And that will lead into my last topic here, but on, uh, on that kind of mindset, the wrong mindset and the right mindset toward achieving success and wealth. Anyway, he said when he was able to do that, he not only the sense of oh, just total peace and uh, I don't know, he, he just almost broke down in tears because he was talking about his dad, who reminded me a lot of my dad, <laughs> kind of the rugged type, in tears said, thank you so much for this. So, man, that one hit home because I relate to that extremely well. You know, I've mentioned before my father uh, served honorably in Vietnam and uh, like 
just about any other soldier that served in any war capacity, it, it stayed with him for far too long. Matter of fact, I, I truly believe just two years ago that he finally, you know, uh, I don't say got over it, but finally accepted the fact that he doesn't have to be this tough guy anymore. He can be a grandpa. He can see my kids. And he's seen my kids more in the past two years than, than I've personally seen him probably in 20 years combined. It's just we didn't have the best connection, the best relationship, and it wasn't anything he did or I did. We just didn't see eye to eye on stuff, and uh, I am so glad to have the time with him now. An earlier podcast, you have to check it out. It's called Coffee with Dad. I talked about really in depth uh, just having a cup of coffee. Here, I'm 46 years old, and I never had a cup of coffee with my dad before and how great that was. But anyway, reminds me a lot of when, when Harv uh, Aker was telling the story. So there's my goal, to take my entire family, my mom, my dad, my sister, her husband, her kid, um, uh, obviously my family, my wife's family, all of them on a cruise. Just take them on a cruise, pay for the whole thing, and I think my dad would, and I, I want to do it for everybody, but really kind of for dad there, I think he would really, really love an Alaskan cruise to be able to do that. Now I'm getting all goosey bumpy here thinking about it. Is it going to be cheap? No, but here's the thing. That's why I'm working so hard to achieve that, to be able to do that, to give back. Man, how great would that feel? And I know Dad would be, well, as he would be, he'd be, one, extremely reluctant about going. Two, he would have a, a crap fit about anybody paying because of his ego and his pride. And that's just who he is. He's gotten better. We actually went uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, uh, we went to the, the Lake of the Ozarks and went boating, and I grabbed Mom and Dad. Uh, they were down there and had them come with me, and Dad was like, well, I don't know, and uh, this and that, and I said, Dad, you're going. Let's go, and he did. I, I, it was a 50-50 shot that he would after I said that, but he did. I was so happy about it. And he sat there and watched the kids. Even though the water was like 50 degrees, those knuckleheads got out there and uh, tubed and <laughs> were playing in the water, which uh, it was cold, but they enjoyed it. But just the look on his face was excellent. So that is a goal of mine. Now, I said I'd finished with kind of the right mindset, wrong mindset, and that's in regards to, uh, I guess, wealth, success, uh, financial stability. When I kind of first started the business, and it was just a mindset that I had adopted, I'd always given a little bit to charity, you know, hit and miss, and very little, to be honest with you. I could have given more. But my mindset was this, which was a total wrong mindset. It was, you know what, when I make more money, I'll give more. When I make more money, I'll give more. But I got to take care of this first. I, I got to take care of this first. I got to take care of this first. And then, then I'll give a little bit more. Well, guess what? It's never going to happen. Why? You will never, ever have enough to give. I'm going to say that again. You will never, ever have enough to give because you haven't set that line. Now, here's the crazy thing about putting others first. As Zig Ziglar says, I almost forgot to squeeze this in. I think I've had it on every podcast. Zig Ziglar says, how do you get what you want in life? How do you get everything you want in life? By helping enough other people get what they want. Putting others first. Yes, you have to take care of yourself, but... Any opportunity to try and help somebody out in any given way, shape, or form, whether that be just smiling, whether that be, you know, uh, uh, giving them a dollar or two or giving to a charitable organization, you know, the old saying, uh, the right hand shouldn't know what the left hand's doing in regards to charity. In business, the right hand better know what the heck the left hand's doing <laughs> or you're going to have problems. But as far as charity, you, you, you don't do it for boasts. You don't do it for recognition. You don't do it for all the wrong reasons. You do it from your heart. The reason I bring that up is 
the mindset after listening to all these thousands of hours of audiobooks, reading all these books I've read, going around with all these successful, wealthy, financially stable people that I've been surrounding myself with, that's what they do. Always given. Every opportunity. And it's a miraculous thing that happens. The more you give, the more it comes back. If you're doing it with the heart and for the right reasons. If I'm giving producer John a dollar and I'm thinking, okay, I'm giving him a dollar because I know somebody else is going to give me five bucks. That's why I'm doing it. Well, that's sending out the wrong signal. You're not doing it for the right reasons. You're doing it hoping for something in return. Do it without any thought of anything in return. Now, is that easy to change that pre-programmed mindset? No, it is not. And it's something you got to continuously force yourself into. And it might be, I don't know how many years I've been trying to carry this mindset, last five or six, but it's getting easier. It's getting better. It truly is. What I've learned is the more you give from the heart, the more good you give. And we give down on how many charitable organizations now. I just have it automatically deducted. Bing, bang, boom. It would probably be a good idea for me to kind of see where it's at. But you know what? I mean, it's a little reckless abandonment with uh, uh, the business finances. But the business is growing by leaps and bounds, doing better than it's ever done before by those things just happening, you know. And to have quite a bit more than I ever had before, I'm, that's the mindset. So I'm giving more and more and more and more and more. Now, once again, don't go reckless abandonment where you're putting yourself in the poorhouse to try and help, you know, uh, um, and it's not to help out others, but go overboard with it where your family's suffering. But I'm telling you, the right mindset, just giving a little bit, giving a little bit, and the more you give, the more will come back. So let me end with this. Went to a conference uh, not too long ago, and one of the big things I got out of this was uh, for the Martial Arts Academy and the studio, what one group was doing. And they were taking all their concession sales, everything that, uh, you know, water, Gatorade, and we, we give away, water and Gatorade were like a dollar, and then pretzels and uh, granola bars and things like that were 50 cents. Uh, we always had free coffee and free hot tea for the parents. I mean, yeah, a little costly, but I thought it was a special gift just given back. Say, so, hey, parents, it's on us, coffee and tea. But the Gatorade and water was a dollar, like I just said. Well, the kids would bring their dollar up to the front desk and pay for their water, their Gatorade, their pretzels, and whatever else they bought. Well, this guy had said what he does is he uh, um, recognizes a charity, puts out a jar, and says, okay, this month's charity is such and such. He says, and at the end of the month, all the concession sales, 100% of it, goes to that charity. I thought, oh, my gosh, what a remarkable idea. So we started that this month. So this month it's going to um, uh, um, Grace's Gift, which is one of our students in the adult class. His sister passed away from pediatric brain cancer, and that's what Grace's Gift is all about, pediatric brain cancer research. So I mentioned to the people, hey, it's on your honor now. I'm just going to have a jar out here, and I know that the coffee is still free, the tea is still free, and now, you know, with the water and Gatorade, if you if, if you if you don't want to pay or don't want to put a dollar in there, then it's free too. This is on your honor. But I'm telling you, 100% of everything that's in that jar goes to this Grace's gift. So and the suggested donation is a dollar. Here it is. Today is the 12th. And already in that jar, there's over 130 bucks. Holy smokes. Now, <laughs> we've already made two trips to, uh, to Sam's refilling the Gatorade, the water, and the pretzels, and the uh, 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 coffee. But, my gosh, I can't tell you what a great feeling that is. It, it, to look at that jar, I'm like, my gosh, it's not even halfway through the month yet. Why? 
It's the right thing to do. It makes now you feel good, but that good vibe makes others feel good, and it's just another good thing that we're doing at the Academy. And the Academy is, and I say this when people walk in, I want to create the best possible experience. And those things don't just happen by wishing. It's a lot of gosh darn hard work on the back end, but the work is rewarded. It, I mean, it's rewarded by not only what we see we're doing with those kiddos, helping them self-confidence, helping them build that self-esteem, helping them believe in themselves, learn respect for themselves and others, but now we've kind of taken it to another step. Reason I share that with you, everybody can do something similar. Now, maybe you don't have the opportunity to set up a concession sand sales at your, uh, at your work, but maybe you can get with everybody at the office and say, you know what, let's pick a charity here and just put it by the, the um, I don't know, a coffee bar that you have there. And instead of putting money in there to buy the next big five-pound uh, brick of coffee, you know what, I'll buy the coffee. Let's put the money in here and give it to an organization. Not only are you going to feel great about that, but you're going to see how much more that positivity goes towards somebody else. And then if you need that, on the other side, if you're doing it from the heart and not thinking about it, more resources will start coming in. And there you go. Okay. How'd you like that? Was that a good ending? I thought so. I'm, I'm feeling really good about that. I can't... I just, Counted it last night, $130 already, and it's only the, well, last night was the 11th. And it just goes show the good-hearted nature of people when they're uh, primed or, 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 I don't know, tempted to be good. And, of course, the same thing could happen on the other end, too. When you're tempted to do things that you, you know, selfish, uh, I got to think only me. You know, if you're around that kind of mindset, that's what's going to happen. So back to earlier podcast and back to everything on who you surround yourself with, your peer influence, your groups, all those things add up. So I want to end with, just like we began, leaving you with this. Sacrifice your time, sweat, and energy today for a better tomorrow. And my tip on that is planning. Take the 10 minutes to plan. Plan out your day. Plan out your week. And you will be so much more productive. Because until there's a way to make more hours in a day and nobody's been able to figure that out for what, two or 3,000 years. So I don't think that's going to happen. You're going to have to learn how to plan better and eliminate stuff in order to get more out of your day and think, get more out of your day, get to bed earlier, get up earlier and take the time to plan. And of course, in the midst of that, do the right thing, be good and be good to yourself. All right. A lot of stuff today. I uh, hope you're able to keep up with that. As always, please uh, please share this podcast. And if you have any comments, feedbacks, or anything you like, or even don't like, you know, go to the <clears throat> excuse me, go to Twitter there and tweet me uh, hashtag. Or I told my kids I would embarrass myself and say pound sign, <laughs> pound sign, kicking life guru, and uh, send me a message and let me know what you think, what thoughts are, and and follow follow me on Twitter. I try and reply back to everybody as quickly as I can. All right, everyone out there, thank you so very much for your time. I want you to have the very, very best weekend or very best week. I guess we, we download on Monday, so this is Monday for you guys or Tuesday. Have the absolute best week. Take those first five minutes of the day and make that day your day. Make the best kick in life day you can. Spread that positivity and do what you can to help out others. All right, good stuff, everyone. Until we talk again, you get out there and do Don't try. Do your very best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. Bye-bye. 
Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kicking Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kicking Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinglifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.